Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. This week, I riff with the co-founders of Launder Swimwear. Hannah and Ainsley have been, admittedly, two female founders that I have been stalking and crushing on as they really do it their way. And it's impressive, beyond impressive. It's just so cool to watch them hold to their beliefs about how business can be done their way. I'm inspired by the values, I'm inspired by the way they work, and the truth by which they lead. Not to mention, they're doing wildly successful, and that's pretty fun. Winning is fun. Sustainable bathing suits are also fun. I hope you enjoy this one. Hannah and Ains, welcome to Uncorked. I am really, really grateful to have the opportunity not only to riff with the two of you, but to riff with the two of you who care about how we look and feel in bathing suits. You happen to be based in Vancouver, which also feels very near and dear. And you stand for a lot that I think entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs would really love to hear about. So thank you for making the time. And I'm excited to chat with you today. Thank you. We're excited. So I know that we started this by saying we don't go back in time and talk about things that happened on Google or that we can find out about you on Google, but where did the journey of creating bathing suits with purpose come from? So we were on a trip in Sayulina, Mexico. I was working as a photographer at the time, traveling around the world doing photo shoots, and I brought Hannah down with me. We were sitting on a beach having a couple of margaritas, and we realized there was a huge problem with the swimwear industry. Most swimsuits were either made for a Vegas pool party or a swim meet, and there wasn't really anything that served all around life for people like us at that time. And furthermore, nothing was sustainable. So mm. all swimsuits were made from non-regenerative fossil fuels, which is essentially virgin plastic. We wanted to create the most high quality, flattering swimwear ever with the lowest possible impact. And so we started getting to work on it. And nine months later, our single skew, our minimalist suit was born. And then from there, we've just been growing and bootstrapping and being scrappy ever since. And another part to that too, is at the time, we really felt that the marketing around swimwear bred so much insecurity. And, you know, we wanted to be the opposition of that. We really wanted to see everyone reflected in the swimwear that they were wearing and also feel really good in what they were wearing. From that point on, from the very get-go, we never Photoshop our images. Still to this day, we never Photoshop our images. And we even have models that are, you know, get a little bit nervous when we tell them that when they come on set. But they're always so excited to see the photos. And we've had people say that they actually cried when they saw our photos. And Ainsley is our photographer as well to this day. And she does an amazing job. So... (laughs) making people feel beautiful (laughs) well of all of the things that I have just been so impressed and in awe about how you know I think there's people that talk about bootstrapping and then you've gone about truly bootstrapping and truly being in the business and still finding ways to creatively bring a team on board I think actually what is so notable is you've been so true to brand so it's like 
of course Ains is going to take photos because that is the truest thing to your brand, which is really, really beautiful. And you also are very public about acknowledging that you have been best friends and you've traveled the world before the business, and yet you've really made it through on the other side too. And so I want to know what it's like being co-founders and best friends and like living thriving lives that really are so integrated. Well, Hannah and I were actually roommates So I feel like when you live with somebody, you really get to know them. So I felt like I truly knew Hannah. I knew her flaws. There's very few of them, but she does have flaws. (laughs) And I, I knew everything that she could bring to the table, both in terms of her high level of communication, her incredible ability to build relationships and connect with people. And so we were able to enter into business without having any false pretenses about who we were going to be essentially entering into a marriage with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of people say, don't go into business with your best friend. But for us, I feel like it's kind of been this secret weapon that, you know, we've had such a long time to really build strong communication and kind of really get to know the ins and outs of each other. And I feel it's really, really benefited us in our business. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, in the beginning, there were definitely some stumbling blocks when it came to communication, because in the initial phase of starting a business, you're dealing with so many hypotheticals. Mm. There's no, you don't really know how things are going to stick. So there's going to be tons of communication where one person thinks this decision is better. Another person thinks this other decision is better. And ultimately you won't know what decision's better until you make the decision and execute. And I think over that period of time, we just really dove into being super honest with each other and being really empathetic and kind with each other too, which I feel like facilitates a lot of, you know, incredible decisions being made. Definitely. And like leaving space as well for errors and mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think just knowing that along the way, there's obviously going to be a lot of whoopsies, Um, (laughs) but uh, you know, not playing the blame game and saying, okay, Mm -hmm. let's rather than getting angry or frustrated at your other partner, let's figure this out together. And, you know, two heads are better than one in in solving this problem. So definitely put our heads together and figured out a lot of those. (laughs) Gosh, well, I want to come back to what other myths the two of you are busting. You know, you can't go into business successfully with your best friend. You've busted that, you know, roommates busted. Roommates actually become your best friend, which become your business partners. Awesome. However, the reality is I feel like communication is the nucleus of so many great relationships. And what I've just heard is that you do have really strong communication. And I'm wondering if you invested in it. Was it intentional? Is there a way in which you communicate that you credit each other for being so in touch, so synchronous? I think there's a couple points to be talked about, but I mean, I would say that one thing is if there's ever something that comes up from either end, we bring it up immediately. We don't let it fester and kind of sweep it under the rug. And we've just found that if you can deal with something immediately, then you can move on. Obviously we both have the business best interest in mind and also our own best interest in mind and our friendship in mind. And, you know, at the end of the day, our relationship is actually at the forefront rather than the business. And I think that's definitely one of the key points there. Not only that, but just in terms of kind of separating our communication, a big step for us was like using Slack for our business communications and using just iMessage or WhatsApp for our personal communications. And we're kind of always on the clock where maybe one person's on the clock a bit longer and the other one isn't. And so it was really helpful to kind of just separate those two and say, okay, 
you just because you sent a message on like Sunday night and it's in Slack, the other person knows they can check it when they have the ability to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that that was a really critical point for us because when we first started, this was just a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our communication was through WhatsApp and I feel like it did start to blur the lines between our, Mm. our business partnership and our friendship. Yeah. I feel like that was a really big turning point for us. The Mm -hmm. other thing that I would say is Hannah and I both invest a ton of time into taking care of our own mental health and well-being as individuals. So like we are big proponents of going to see a counselor for issues big or small for meditating every day for practicing gratitude and for exercising because I think that makes me my best self when I come into our relationship as business partners and as friends Mm -hmm. absolutely so that's super special and super sacred and I think it speaks to having shared values and yet the reality is the business is not just the two of you anymore and so how do you transcend or how you share those specifically around your mental health and around your well-being how do you transcend those to your team something that I feel really grateful for is Hannah and I actually didn't have a lot of experience working in offices Mm. Um, we both had like brief stints doing office things and it just didn't really land for either of us (laughs) and so we were able to really shape our team and our work culture in totally new ways because we have no framework for how things need to be done. Mm-hmm. The best framework we probably did have was both working in hospitality, you know, get things done, give people a great experience. And then when you're cut, you're cut. Like it's time right. to wrap things up when there's nothing to do. You're not going to dilly dally around and make yourself busy for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like previously what we knew about work and how work was supposed to be was defined by patriarchal values and classic masculine traits, which were prized above classic feminine traits. And I feel like we have just taken our team to have our key value be empathy. Mm -hmm. And that means that we really do value the mental and physical health of our team and each other Mm -hmm. kind of above everything. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but empowerment as well and, and not micromanaging people, but really making them feel that they can be the leader in whatever area that they are in and just encouraging to really be that and and hone in on that. And I feel like when you empower somebody, you give them kind of this like rocket fuel to do all these really cool things and, and have these be open to whatever ideas they might come up with. And even if, you know, a couple of those don't land, there's always gonna be one that does. And we have such an open line of feedback both ways with our team. Yeah. Amazing. You've said this, you spoke of empathy a couple of times, and I ask this out of true inquiry, that the difference for you of empathy and compassion, and why is it that empathy is a word that you have chosen? Oh, I love this question. That's such a good question, Steph. I want to (laughs) know. So I actually wanted to be a psychologist before I founded Laundry with Hannah. I did my degree and did a bunch of counseling courses. And so for me, empathy really means truly putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and really feeling what they would be feeling too. Takes a lot of the emotional burden off somebody when they feel truly seen and like you're really trying to get down to like the nitty gritty of what's going on for them in their body and in their mind versus compassion, which is just having a more surface level layer of understanding of what's going on for somebody. So it's kind of the difference between being like, oh, dang, like 
that sucks for you versus like, oh, dang, that sucks for us. Like, how can we figure this out together? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I really like that. That's the actually the best definition or explanation between empathy versus compassion. It feels like compassion is I'm putting this on you and empathy is I'm going to meet you there and be there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm a really big fan of Jay Shetty and Think Like a Monk, his book, I Want to Say Might Have Changed My Life in 2020. And he talks about his relationship with meditation being that it is about us and not about you versus me and just what it means to sit together with someone, which I think is a really beautiful thing. So hear you. Oh, gorgeous. Okay. I said, I would come back to this and it feels important. And these are the myths that you're busting of what's possible. You mentioned the patriarchal way of being, and I think that's powerful yet. I want you to dissect that a little bit for us. And it's not to make this sound dumb, but I really truly want to know, like, what are the things that you're punching out of the way? Even saying punching feels so patriarchal. I'm like, use that language what is the framework that you're creating your way and I mean one of the myths I want to hear about is the unhustle which just feels divinely feminine can you riff on that for me I'd love to hear from both of you on this one I think something that I can draw on is a conversation that Hannah and I had once and this had come up fairly often where one of us would say hey I'm really not feeling it today I'm so sorry I feel really guilty I just like I don't feel like I'm getting things done properly and I feel like I'm just not my most productive and I'm not really feeling it the other person inevitably would write back hey it's all good take time to rest you know enjoy your day and I remember Hannah called me once and and she just sounded really upset wasn't feeling productive and nothing was sticking that day and I remember saying hands hey like I want you to know that the value that you bring to our team has absolutely nothing with your ability to be productive. You know, Hannah is a productive person. She's good at that. But ultimately what Hannah brings to the team is, you know, so many other things that are so far above and beyond productivity that I don't actually really care if you have a bunch of days that you don't feel productive, as long as you're still bringing your ability to connect with people, you know, taking moonshot ideas and being a really positive life force in our community and what we do. And so I feel like ever since then, we realized that the patriarchy has tied all of our value to our level of, to be productive, but I tie our value in terms of these other skill sets that we bring and our, our ability to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you. I felt really supported in that. Yeah. I, I would say as well, I think that people can sometimes get caught up on like how many hours a day that you've worked and it's like, oh, like, you know, I've worked nine to five or I've worked you know, eight to four, eight to 10 PM or whatever it may be. And for us as human beings, like we actually can't even focus on a task very long. Right. And, and so we need to have these like breaks throughout our day. And there's something to be said about having really focused time and, and, and maybe shorter, a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot shorter time. So say you're like, okay, well, I'm going to work two hours today. I'm going to work really focused four hours today. And you might actually notice that you'll get much more done in those two or four hours than you would have in the like, you know, nine, seven, eight, nine hours that maybe like a typical nine to five would bring you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, I mean, it sounds like you're definitely busting the nine to five. Let's just talk about time. (laughs) 
And it feels like, you know, the most radical thing in busting the nine to five is actually taking care of yourself. And so if taking care of yourself at two o'clock in the afternoon is when you need to take care of yourself, then that's the most important time to take care of yourself. I'd like to plug that you happen to be running a multi-million dollar business under <laughs> umbrella of unhustle. And so it's not that you don't care about running a very profitable business. And it's not that you don't care about putting more sustainable swimwear on as many people as possible. And you're choosing the route to do this in an incredibly thoughtful and, and conscious way. And so I'm wondering if you can take this a step further and say, really and truly, when you're standing for the unhustle, what does that mean? I think standing for the unhustle means going against a culture that's told us that you should be making yourself sick for capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, we are huge proponents of conscious capitalism, and we definitely believe that you can create a business that serves your community, that serves the planet, is still profitable without you know running yourself into the ground and making yourself sick. I feel like we make better decisions, we're more strategic and effective because we work in a different way and because we don't work the same hours as we were told that we had to. Mm -hmm. I know personally, like I'm most effective between 10 and one. That's like my time to shine. Mm. Other times than that, it's like a good time for me to be like, just, you know, meditating, doing exercise, like being outside and having dedicated time just to think about things in our business, as opposed to trying to make myself busy by replying to a million emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like having a car that has a battery, the battery's fully charged, or if you're running on car battery, that's half charged, which one's going to go further Yeah. for us. Like we just want to make sure that we're fully charged, not only for ourselves, but for our team now, because as we grow, we want to make sure that it does trickle down kind of from the top. And, and we want to make sure that our, our team knows that as well. And, and they have that same like flexibility too. Like if they need a bit of time, like they just let us know that. Yeah. Do you have a team that's working remotely right now? Everybody's fully remote. Fully remote. And, and actually started before COVID, like long before COVID, we set up our business to be remote. I think Hannah and I had a really nice vision of 2020 just being in Mexico the whole time. <laughs> it did not happen. <laughs> um, oh, but it was good to be remote went for when the um, Panini, you know, so yeah. we're here now. <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh. Well, speaking of the vision of what 2020 was and, you know, here we are in 2021, I'm wondering if you can share a couple of goals, dreams of the vision of what the future is for the two of you. Where are you looking to take it to grow? Is there, is there anything that you can share? I know that goals and dreams are usually held close to our hearts. (laughs) Our goals are really to level up the sustainability game and create game-changing sustainability innovations. And that's not something that I can go into detail about, (laughs) but we're really excited to be further expanding on what we do. I think that a lot of other areas of the world could use a little bit of a laundry zestiness. (laughs) And so we're excited to be bringing that to other places and executing that in other ways. That was a very vague answer, but... There you go. <laughs> you know, 
know what? Innovation is usually pretty vague. So what I just heard is creating a new way and a new way in the big world. And so this is not Vancouver based. And this is, I mean, <laughs> Vancouver founded and global impact and innovation that can't be spoken of right now is pretty sweet. So that's really cool. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and because we always say that it comes back to you as humans first, I'm wondering what beyond work, I feel like as entrepreneurs, you know, we come and we're like, how's the business and what's up with business? And I'm like, how's your life? And what are you doing that you're really excited about beyond the business? I, great question. That's a, that's a <laughs> great question. I'm getting married in August and I'm then married. we're going to go on a remote work friends honeymoon. That's what I'm really excited about <laughs> right now. I think a couple of our best friends are going to come with us for a chunk of our honeymoon, and I couldn't be more excited about that. That really gets me jazzed up. She didn't invite me. No, I'm No, I'm so excited to be able to wander the world again. I feel like there's kind of this build-up anticipation that you can feel like the earth is just throbbing right now with people ready to hug and connect and travel again and see these incredible sites. So I'm definitely one of those and I cannot wait to get a couple more stamps in my passport. <laughs> again. <laughs> it's been collecting dust. So she's Got ready. <laughs> Got it. Well, Hannah, where are you most excited to book your first plane ticket to? Well, our first plane ticket is going to be to Europe to Ainsley's friend honeymoon which I'm very excited about and beyond that I mean we have a couple really exciting trips coming up yeah 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 next year and my big mantra for this year was exploration over expectation and so I've really been trying to kind of lean into that and not get like overly excited about an expectation of something, but just kind of letting the journey flow as it goes and, and just sort of enjoying it along the way rather than saying, oh, like, I can't wait to get here and I'm going to book this date. And I think that's what 2020 taught us. We kind of need to slow down a little bit and, and be, be in the present rather than potentially get disappointed about plans that may not happen in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the truth. All we have is now and here we are. Mm. Well, I am super grateful to riff with both of you. I sit and think about how we take this regardless of our industry and acknowledge that we are humans in the world and how can this be ways of being versus expectations to your point, Hannah. And mm -hmm. if we drop the expectations, like have we forgotten how to have fun and how to play and how to explore without a destination? Mm -hmm. And I think that if that's not the point of business, then why are we in business? Um, exactly. What if it can start there? So I really, really appreciate the conversation. We wrap every podcast with one final question. And that is what is making both of your hearts beat faster today in this moment? Spending time in nature mm. at the beach, without a doubt. Um, we just did a photo shoot in Tofino and it felt so good to be outside and in the sun and in big waves. Big mm. waves. Love it. What is making my heart beat faster right now? That's such a great question. I would say Ainsley and just the potential that our business has. Mm. It's so exciting. And these last two weeks, I've just woken up every single day and been like, it's a new day. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do this. And yeah, just, just building out our team 
of support and it's been really really cool so that's definitely getting me fired up we're making eye contact like two lovers right now (laughs) (laughs) oh eye contact not from a screen that's a beautiful thing yes (laughs) thank you thank you thank you we'll make sure that there are links below of you know where to find you if people don't know and just please don't stop. We need women leading businesses like this. We need women building teams like you are. And we need women in Tofino shooting real women real <laughs> without Photoshop and to know that we're all perfectly okay. Thank you for your work and don't stop. Thank, Thank you so Steph. much, Steph. That was so great chatting with you. You too.